Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Woodlad Podcast. And as we get close to summer, we are also getting very close to the launch of the Woodlad Beer. I'm super pumped for this. It has been a bit of a mission over the last year with COVID and breweries pulling pin on me, but we've got to the point where I can confidently say that something will be available soon. We have the Lad Lager, which is going to be the refreshing, easy-to-drink, low-carb lager, and we also have the Water Hazy by popular demand of the craft drinkers of the world who enjoy plenty of delicious flavours in their beer. If you've enjoyed the podcast over the last few years and you do want to help it out, well then... The best way to do that is when this Waterlad beer launches is go and get yourself a box. Buy some for your mates and it is the perfect way to show the podcast some love. I'll let you know more details when I know, but it is very exciting times ahead. Get ready for the Waterlad beer coming soon. Also, as Christchurch Cup Week approaches, now is a great time to go and follow Todd's Racing on Facebook. As a champion trainer, Regan Todd has plenty of specials coming your way. And for the lads who have already got their share of the horse, what a lad, hopefully around this time next year, the excitement levels will be super high as we get ready for the champion to have a start on Cup Day. How good would it be to get all the lads in the owner's lounge winding home what a lad as he kicks clear at the turn down the straight. He's home. The boys go wild. Oh, Things dreams are made of, but only a few shares left, so if you are keen, get in touch as soon as possible. Also, speaking of Christchurch, as I move down there in the next few weeks, there's one place that I'm really looking forward to heading to on the regular, and that is O Studio. If you're a regular listener to the Waterlad podcast, you'll know what Tim Bateman has done creating New Zealand's largest wellness centre. has been super impressive. He's also been joined by the lad Willie Hines, and together they're offering exciting opportunity for anyone out there to start their very own O Studio. Setting up O Studio as a franchise and learning from those two uh, is, would just be a priceless experience. So I'd highly recommend it. If anyone's interested in the wellness space, get in touch by heading over to O Studio slash lad to inquire. Anyway, got a hell of a lad here in the studio, so let's get to it. Righto guys, today is a sad day as it's the last recording ever in the Wadlad studio here out of Mapua, but it's also a very special day as I'm joined by the perfect guest to finish an era. He's the ultimate lad who provided his special talents for teams such as the Hawks Bay Magpies, the Hurricanes, and he is currently with the Taranaki Bulls and the Blues. He's arguably the best rig for a front rower in the game, and let me promise you that he is one hell of a lad. He's literally one of the greats. It is Ricky Riccatelli. Welcome, lad. Jabba, cheers to have you on, mate. What an absolute honour. Mate, it's great to get you out into the um, studio. I couldn't believe my luck when I saw that you were staying down the road my last week in Nelson, uh, and you just jumped at it and jumped in, so I really appreciate it. No, cheers, mate. Um, as soon as I saw you message me about um, you're in Nelson, you didn't let me know. Uh, <laughs> you what I was in for, so <laughs> happy to be here, mate. It's awesome to see how much this platform's grown and um, what you've done with it, so... I'm stoked for you, Jeb. It's only going to get bigger after this one. Um, it's going to really skyrocket. But what are you up to in Nelson? What brings you to Nelson? Um, my partner's got some training here, um, tennis training. Her coach lives here. So um, shout out to JD Tennis. And I'm just cruising, man. So happy days. Just a bit of golf. I'm trying to get into the, do a bit of training myself here. But yeah. um, no, just a support crew at the moment. Nice. How long's this uh, relationship been going? Hey? <laughs> oh, mate. 
This is about me or no? Um, no, nah, it's been about a year now, so oh, yeah. uh, happy days. Nice. Um, early doors, so plain sailing at the moment. Nice. And she's a tennis gun. Like, how, how um, good is she? She's good, mate. She's, she? she's a good player. <laughs> Don't want to blow her trumpet too much, yeah. but no, nah, she's just had a few setbacks, so um, she's looking to get back um, on the tour, ITF tour. Oh, yeah. Um, just came back from knee surgery so yeah she's back um just getting through the back end of her rehab and she's back competing in a few weeks now so nice off to aussie i think she goes so. and you travel you travel with her mate that's <laughs> i always thought that would be like a bit of a dream eh? like marry a um, sing tennis player and just travel the world with mate, her put the feet up eh? like <laughs> cheer be them on be, be at the other end of an athlete eh? like it's a bit different man like oh man she trains harder than um quite a few of the boys i'd say including myself some of the time so <laughs> Bit more stricter, anyway. So, um, yeah, just happy days, man. Yeah. Just living life. Do you guys do a bit of training together? Yeah, yeah. Try to do a bit. Eh? Yeah, um, it's quite good because you know those days where you um, your motivation's a bit low. Mm. And she's always been real motivated, so yeah. she's a hard worker. So it's pretty happy days. You've obviously got her on the bench press and squat. But <laughs> is there anything she's got you at? Oh, mate, I honestly reckon she'd probably have me at the squat age. Eh? True. <laughs> strong, man. Like, it defies physics, mate. <laughs> nah, it's going all right, mate. Uh, that sounds good stuff. But you're obviously off the back of a um, probably a pretty disappointing Taranaki campaign this year. Um, how was it for you? Yeah, like Taranaki's home for me now. Eh? Mm. So it's it's been home for uh, since I moved from South Africa when I was four. So it's pretty real disappointing to not do well for that province as mm. a team because it wears its heart on its sleeve. So that was really guttering about that side of things. But it was a weird one. We had a lot of setbacks, injuries. And, so many injuries. Oh, that mate, you know. It's that hard at Mitre 10 when you've got um, your guns unavailable. Yeah, yeah. So like, and you obviously lost a few with All Blacks as well, like yeah. a couple of key guys for you that yeah. really steered the ship for you last year, like yeah. Perfetta and Oh, yeah. Pair of future, mate. Pair of future, mate. Yeah. Huge loss pair, for the Nicky. Pair of present. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was very tough, mate. But um, just in terms of results, like the drive and wanting to be better was always never a, never a question of the team. Mm. But um, in terms of getting over the line, it's just really disappointing. We're, we were and we put ourselves in position to win a lot of games, but came out second best. And mm. story of our season, really, that bounced the ball didn't really go away and. Um, had a little opportunity there to win a couple and mm-hmm. maybe sneak into a final spot, um, quarter final, but mm, just didn't go away. Mm. And how was the culture, mate? One thing about the neck, I always loved my time up there as well. Always good culture, good times off the field. Yeah, it's you know, it's like Jeb, like yeah. it's different beast day. Eh? Like it's just everyone's a what a lad. So <laughs> yeah, I love it, mate. You're a lad. get the whole team on. <laughs> yeah, I remember you, Jeb. You're one of the great Taranaki sk- skippers, eh? <laughs> Oh well, who were you skipper with? Um, it was actually Kane Barrett at the time, and then he had to retire because of his head knock. So yeah, yeah, it's sort right. of took over. But yeah, oh, yeah, mate, guys, good memories. You guys won in the era. Eh? Mm. Oh, one of the greats, packed the era stadium. Oh, I was in the stands. Were you? On, yeah, right. what the, was I? What mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right, and you also also you'd move up to the Blues, obviously. Um, Blues had a pretty successful year, obviously pretty disappointing way to finish the year, but um, how, how did you find it up there? Oh, loved it. Loved it up at the Blues, eh? Just in terms of how welcoming everyone was. It was yep. a big move for me. It was real tough to leave um, the Canes after so many years. Mm. That's all I knew. But I guess I was sort of just at a stage in my career where I just wanted to 
try something new, um, put myself in a, out of my comfort zone, mm. which was one of the major ones where I wanted to leave. And just for opportunity, man, um, got some awesome hookers at Hurricanes and, and the Blues, obviously, but we had Colsey and Safo, just gun, gun players, man. And um, so it was just a good opportunity to try something new, see what I could do in a, a completely new environment. I've been coached by Leon at um, NZ20, so oh, yeah. had like a relationship with him there, so I sort of knew how he coached and loved the way the style that he coached at. Mm. And so I went from there. had a few good mates up there. Stevie, um, Jake was there, and like, Aki and all them. And so, um, of course, um, Bodie was there. So <laughs> he was like, he's, um, he put some fairly good stern words for me to get up there, right? Like he promised the world eh? a few golf trips. But um, no, nah, it was heavy days, mate. It was cruisy, um, tough decision, but um, one that I'm held close to my heart. But it was yeah. the right one for me. It was just the right time and, yeah, loved it up there. Yeah, I always wondered how much of an influence Bodie had on that move, but pretty significant. <laughs> yeah, well, like never to the point where he's like real pressure. Yeah. It was more just... You know, selling the dream, selling the dream, just subtle, <laughs> subtle things every every now and then, once a week, just like, hey mate, how you getting on? Like, um, yeah, so now it was it was really really good time, mate. Like I really enjoyed it. The boys up there worked hard and mm. had a good goal, good mindset, and um, the talent in that room up there is just crazy. Eh? Yeah, There's some some genuine freaks. Um, so, and it was just we built up that culture where. We had the talent and the boys would work hard for each other, like you could see with, you know, the Reeks tackle in the corner to mm. save that try and just sort of summed up how much you'd want to do for each other mm. um, up there in the Blues um, this year. So pretty proud of how we went as a team. So I'm pretty confident we can carry that on and just keep building from the year that's been and obviously get over that final hurdle. Hopefully um, not. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> oh, mate, I can't believe you've been up at Crusaders, eh? <laughs> but you obviously, like you mentioned, you obviously um, saw an opportunity at the Blues to probably get more game time than you're getting at the Canes. Mm. Probably didn't eventuate as you're expecting. Um, how hard was that to deal with? Was it disappointing, or did you sort of just suck it up and do your best? Yeah, um, it was just one of those things in rugby, eh? Yeah. Like if you've got. If you're in form, um, you're in form. Like I'm still working hard as I can to be better and um, be the best player I can be for the team. So it's just, just one of those things with footy. Like it's obviously really disappointing. Like all you want to do is go out there and play and mm. um, for your mates next year. And you know you that's what that's why we play the game. Like you play to play minutes and you play to compete against your opposition and you play to do well and showcase what you've got. So mm. um, yeah, that was disappointing, but. Um, it was a bigger picture thing at the time. It was more just, you know, what I can do for the team to get us over the line each week and um, really um, get the team just firing. So mm. if that's what it took for, um, for me to uh, sacrifice a few minutes, then, yeah, it sucked, but I was happy to do it. You know, like it was just is what it is. Mate, you're a lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It is crazy. Like rugby's such a crazy game like that, eh? Guys just waiting for opportunities and... Yeah. Just how quickly it can all change when you get your opportunity or when you don't. Like just a couple of games, Jeb. Eh? Like, all it's it takes. Like, it's just if someone's going, if someone's humming, mate. Like you've just got to, you got to ride it because like it. it's, you know, it's everyone goes through playing well or they might have a few off games mm-hmm. and that's when you take your opportunity and yeah. it just goes from there. But no, nah, I'm just 
working hard on this off season, mate, and just really ready to rip in and big year ahead. Big year ahead. Oh, big year, huge year. Huge year. Cannot wait to see it. But I know you mentioned before that you were born in South Africa, so I'm pretty keen to hear. The journey from the start, as always. Um, give us the rundown. Growing up in South Africa, yeah. no, it wasn't too long, but you were you were yeah, born there. I was born in South Africa in um, Durban, the Bluff. So um, that's where I, that's where I grew up um, till I was four. Dad met my mother over there. Dad was actually like a um, pretty gun like. He's from America, so mum's South African, Portuguese, and dad's American, Italian. So true. What a mix. Hell of a mix, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how I came out like this. So bit of um. Yeah, so it was sort of like met over there. He was over there playing baseball and basketball. So true, yeah. sporting wizard. Oh mate, he's he's <laughs> at all sorts. Hey? Um, I think he was pretty like pretty certain he was going to crack like baseball over there. Right? Oh yeah, never really talks about it to me. But then um, he just wanted to travel. He's a bit of a chiller, eh? so he just yeah. wanted to travel. So he ended up in South Africa on baseball. Didn't even know they played baseball there, but. Um, Ended up playing basketball for them, eh? Like, True. Yeah, for the uh, national side, I think. So so he met mum over there, and then um, they had me, obviously. And then I think it was it was just crazy times over there, and it's just getting a bit bit worse, I think, mm. over in South Africa. And, like, I tried to go back to where I was living when we played the Sharks. I think it was um, a couple of years ago, and I wasn't allowed to go back there. It was just sort, sort of a bit corrupt and a bit overtaken and stuff, so it was pretty sad. But Who stopped you from going there? Like, What do you mean? Oh, you it was just go? like it was, it was too t- dangerous. It was quite dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the... Security the, guard. Yeah, just the regions where I... Yeah. The sort of area that I was living in at the time when I was, True. When I was a young tacker. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so fortunately, mum was pretty keen to um, get out of there because um, she financially could at the time, so... Mm. That was the sole reason I think we moved was just uh, for security reasons, and I think it was um, we were getting you know a bit under it over there. I think it was mm. the crime rate was pretty crime rate was pretty high and it was pretty unsafe. So we moved over to I think Dad flew over, Mum was just looking for job opportunities, found one in Taranaki oh. uh, of all places, eh? And then um, Dad flew over I think a month early and checked out their spot, and he loves surfing, so he's like, Mate, <laughs> this is get it. <laughs> so we ended up moving to Okura and um, oh. Oakura and um, Taranaki. So that is a spot too. Yeah, eh? It is a spot, mate. It's so mm. underrated. Eh? Mm. So it's pretty pretty rated now. This it's a different spot now. There's, is that yeah? There's so many people from all over living there now. Oh, true. Yeah, properties popping up everywhere. Oh, so. yeah. Mm. Mate, it is a hell of a spot. Hell of a spot to live. So what was it like going from? The dangerous South Africa, <laughs> the country of Taranaki. Um, yeah, it was completely different. Like, not that I can remember much, mm. but um, from what I've heard, it was like it's just a dream result. Eh? And like, it was loved it there. Um, so, did all my schooling there. Went to the great France Douglas Memorial College, oh. mate. What a spot that was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, nothing about that. And then I ended up going to university um, in Dunedin. One of my good mates, Tay Walden. Um, Went down there the year before me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, mate, I just want to go to the Wellington or Dunedin. We, I was like, what are you studying anyway? Because I didn't know what I want to study yeah. at the time. He's like, just get down here. Just get put your name down for something you just have a slight interest in and just come down, mate. I promise you'll love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was 50-50 between Wellington and Dunedin at the time. Ended up in Dunedin. Did, did geology down there. <laughs> did yeah. Yeah. It was in my last year. I was going strong. And then yeah. um, footy sort of took over and... 
trilogy is a weird one where it's a lot of field trips and that. Yeah. So I couldn't just say, hey, mate, I'm just going to have a couple of weeks from couple of weeks off at the Canes and just go for yeah. a two-week field trip. Um, but so still my, still got a couple of papers to go, but hopefully finish that in time being. But So I was just down there and then just training and met a couple of mates down there and they were just this guy, Alex Fitzgerald, who's was real influential in terms of like getting me to train hard and that. Yeah. Just one of my mates, bro, and he was just real dedicated and stuff. So um, that sort of turned things around with my training and that. I just remember going down to uni, putting on like, 15 kids eh? <laughs> <laughs> went from a bit of a bit of a rake at, um, at high school and then put on 15 20 gigs genuinely. how did you do it what was the secret because that just, question came in a lot how did you get your rig how did you get so um, oh mate I just gymmed hard and um, like dedicated like a summer and mm. a year to just gymming really hard and how much is it like what's a hard gym like oh, how many times probably Big. like I was gymming most days, eh? Yeah. Um, I was gymming definitely most days, and I was just trying to eat as much as I could. Mm. Um, it definitely was some of the weight wasn't the best weight, um, <laughs> being first year down at university. <laughs> I remember it was in um, Unicol Halls, eh? And the feeds there were just so much carbs, eh? <laughs> so it was just, that was definitely helped putting on weight, eh? Yeah. Just had all that food, just easy access. So, yeah, I, def- I put on a lot of weight just through hard work, mate, like just, just trying to try to get big so mm. I sort of left every, all the cricketing doors like behind because I went down in the cricket bag and stuff like that and mm. didn't even open it so yeah so you were a gun cricketer too like through school eh? you were like I, I enjoyed it you were a wizard <laughs> no, definitely wasn't a wizard mate um, no I definitely enjoyed it eh? I loved it so I didn't know what to do when I left school whether I wanted to play cricket or rugby mm. um, definitely always had a passion to play rugby but I didn't get picked through school. I got picked for the Naki sides, but didn't get picked for like the Hurricane schools and all those sort of all that sort of jazz. Mm. Overlooked, mate. Mate, <laughs> but you're making the cricket teams, were you? <laughs> yeah, I was making the cricket sides. Yeah, yeah. made um, yeah, made quite a few cricket sides, which I was pretty proud of. Um, so it was not like um, big sides or yeah. anything, but. Uh, all the age group stuff and oh, yeah. loved it, eh? So better must have been oh. opening better, were you? No, nah, I was about three or four, mate. Oh, just, just holding down the stairs on time. <laughs> <laughs> just hope, I hope the openers didn't get out early. But <laughs> usually didn't happen that way. What was your go-to shot? Oh, what was it, eh? I was pretty. I was pretty like I was always across my body, so I was always you're quite, a Ross Taylor, like it's quite good down the leg side. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But um. Pretty hit and miss, to be fair. <laughs> Got pretty frustrated out there, eh? So then why did you end up choosing rugby, like, down it at It just uni? sort of it was a natural process, eh? Like, I sort of just, I don't know, it just happened. I just got down there. I really wanted to be in the academy down there just so I can get, got more, can get more training in that. So mm. I went down there not in the academy, sort of just, oh, we'll come watch you play a couple of games. And then it was just flew, flew on from there. So I, I remember I went down there and, after put on this weight and stuff and sort of felt like I was playing some decent footy. And then because I was bigger, I felt like I could do more on the field. So mm. it, was, it was pretty random how it all happened. And then I just remember I was at my Southern Magpies Rugby Club in oh, Dunedin. Um, hey. Great spot. I was actually playing Magpies under-20s. Like It was pretty unheard of for anyone down in Dunedin to go from out of school straight into prem rugby. Like, yeah. It was a pretty natural thing just to go through. Age grade. Age grade, under-20s grade, which was, was a really strong comp. Mm. It was really strong. So... I was down there and I remember, I think I got a call from Tony Brown or something. And oh, yeah. he was just like, hey, mate, we're going to come watch you play on the weekend. And this is what we look for in our front rowers, like just ball carrying front rowers. Um, so we're just going to come 
give you a, see how you go on that. I was, Perfect. I was, yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> mate, say no more. <laughs> so everybody came. And I was just like, I was just parked up at the four carry spot. Like, I reckon I had the most carries we've ever had. Eh? Like, I reckon we had like 15, 20 carries in the first half. Mate. It was real selfish. But, <laughs> but it was like a it was like a preseason game, I think. Even eh? so oh, I was yeah. like, oh mate, like go like, for it. Yeah, I, I remember that preseason game actually. It was it was. Jackson Himipo, I think, was playing as well, oh, yeah. and he just he oh, he must have been coming back from something uh, from injury or something. But he was down, he must have signed the Targo, and he's got the ball. I was like, oh, what's up, Jacks? Played him against um, he was playing for Palmy Boys with their stack lineup. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's just got the ball. That we've kicked off. He just plucked the seed, bro, from like just jumped over someone, plucked the seed, ran the distance, scored like, <laughs> the first five seconds. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how it all. That's honestly how it all started. True. Like yeah, and then got caught into the academy from there. And Brownie loved you, loved your carries. Oh, I mean, you must have seen something, eh? <laughs> something that most probably didn't. <laughs> um, and then no, nah, I was in their setup and went from there, as I said. And um, then from there, it was more the New Zealand, New Zealand under twenty stuff, and yeah, got caught into the um, Hollanders. I think it might have been that next year. Oh, yeah. And then just as like a injury cover, I think. Oh, true. I don't know about that. Yeah. So I was in there for a bit, oh, only for like a couple of weeks. Mm. And um, at that time, it was like half the Hollanders was Hawks Bay. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. That's how I ended up there. So it was, it was like Ash Dixon, Richard Buckman, yeah. Gareth Edmonds and all those sort of – it was Doogie Edmonds and all yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they're all down there. So they sort of um, – they just said, oh, mate, well, you tend to come up to – Hawks Bay, and then they wrapped. I think it was Ash Dixon that actually rang Craig Philpott, and um, he coached Hawks Bay at the time, and um, they gave me a contract. So I was like, oh, that's off. Right. Yeah, it's like it's tough to tell Otago I was going because I sort of had that connection, but sort of just had to put myself first. And did you have a contract from Otago? Um, no, nah, I was sort of led Liam Coltman and Sam Madison Heather, Sam Madison Heather at the time. So yeah. I just sort of just ended up. Um, I was, it was through a tough to leave because I was still doing my degree and stuff, but I was like, oh, mate, it's an opportunity that I can't really turn down. Yeah. You know? um, this is what I've, you know, sort of been dreaming and working really hard towards. So mm. you end up in Hawke's Bay and New Zealand, that was New Zealand in 20 years, so that was how it all happened. So from there was went to New Zealand in the 20s as a prop. Oh, you're a prop. <laughs> oh, mate, I played prop. I remember that. Like, it was crazy times. So. You weren't playing prop in this game that um, Brownie was watching, yeah? You were still hooker then, or were you mainly a prop? I, was, I think I was hooker then. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I would have been hooker then. And anyway, I was. I went over there as a. Funny enough, I went as a hooker to New Zealand camp. They could cover prop. Oh yeah. And then I just got to the couple of camps, and they were like, oh, "Mate, we want you to play both." I went to the Oceania Oceania tournament in Aussie against Australia and Samoa, and then I had a game with Lucid, and they're like, "Oh, mate, we want you to." play more Lucid for us sure. and I was like oh sweet and then went to the World Cup as a Lucid that could cover hooker because we had Liam Port at the time and oh, yeah. had Lenny but I think Lenny got injured oh, yeah. um, so um, you know it was a prop that could cover hooker so yeah it was more just so there was I think it was uh, it was Razor at the time so I'd get on the field a bit and stuff so it was just suited the team at the time so happy days so whose decision was it to get back to hooker like was that your decision did oh, you was, prefer hooker or yeah I was always a hooker yeah like, I was always a hooker but it's more just uh, but I, 
I had a year at the Magpies as a hooker, as a prop as well. Eh? Right. Loose head. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't the best year getting <laughs> scrimmaging wise. Eh? Like, I was a bit of a learning curve. Eh? <laughs> Fair I, enough. Like when you played hooker for so long yeah, and then chucked yeah. in at that level to play yeah. loose head prop, not easy. No, nah, it was. It was. It was all. It was fine because I had Jeff Cridge behind me, um, big big lad. I was just a mate. Just put twenty ones in every week and push yeah. as hard as you can. So definitely had my few. Um, Bit of probably embarrassing moments in scrums, but I had good ones too. So um, take the good with the bad there. But um, no, nah, I enjoyed it. I obviously had Ash Dixon at hooker there at Hawks about the time, so yeah. it made sense for us to, you know, to be hooker and prop. So yeah, how many dark arts are in there? Obviously, the front rowers all know that. But like when you're going from a hooker to a prop, like what sort of tricks do the guys do to, uh, you know, sort of a rookie loose head prop? It's just the different. It's just a different beast in the front. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's it's tough looking in. Like a lot of people probably like think scrums are like, you know, bit boring, bit of waste of time. But it's until you're actually in the in the mixer and in the front up up front or even at locks, man. Like they push so hard now the back five a. Eh? So yeah, it's where you realise how tough it can be and how tough it is. So mm. yeah, like it's a tough place to be, but. Wouldn't have it any other way, Jabber. Mm. And then to the Canes, talk me through how this came about. Um, yeah, it was a funny one. So I was just at the end of 20s World Cup over in Italy. And then as soon as I got back, oh, I think I might have been on the way home. My agent just emailed me and he said, hey, mate, you're free for a catch-up. There's a, um, I think Chris Wood at the time was the Hurricanes um, keen to give, give you a contract. And then so I was like, oh, happy days. Well, I did not expect that at all. It's mm. sort of just like a bit of shock. And then was chilling in Hawks Bay. They're like, okay, we just want to sit, come back and play Mighty 10 Cup. We just want to see you play a couple of games. And then I remember my first game of Mighty 10 Cup ever. It's against Northland. Um, it's about just got this ball like not too far from the try line. Just thought I'd fancy myself a little meat pie on David. <laughs> and then go to. <laughs> it was like real close and then someone's just landed on my ankle and I've just heard all sorts go on. Was, oh, true. Yeah, so I was just real gutted because then and they were like, oh, we want to see you play and yeah. like, gave it those ones, eh? So I was just put on the back foot. I was pretty gutted. Yeah. And, um, my roommate at the time, Jeff Cridge, was, had just had his ACL, so it was a pretty sad flat, eh? Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so didn't end up getting a full contract that year, but I was still a putt, mate, so it was, it was all right. And then got caught in his injury replacement in 2015 mm. and then sort of had a real good training sort of pre-season with them, sort of just trained as hard as I could, mate, and just try to leave no stone unturned and hope for the best. Mm. <laughs> and it sort of just all eventuated and end up, ended up playing the next quite a few games the next year so it was a good year did you what mate so you didn't you didn't debut till 2016 2015 was your sort of intro year and get a feel for it yeah yeah. and then 2016 oh you take over obviously being behind Colsey you're always going to get a few opportunities with his niggly little calves that seem to go off every now and again but mate you got heaps of game time that year I even started in the final didn't you yeah mate it was just like it's just one of those things, eh? Like, um, obviously, it's never a nice thing for a player to get injured and stuff. But um, yeah, I just remember Colsey had a couple of issues that year and um, got a few opportunities. And I was just young, bro, and I just 
just wanted to go and express myself and express myself for my teammates, eh? and then mm-hmm. just show that I have what it takes to be here and um, go places in this in the game. So, um, and sort of when I had that mindset, I just literally went out there and tried to play the just do everything I could to do well. Eh? So. But mate, what a year! Eh? Oh, what, what a, a year. year we had! Eh? I remember, right. remember our first game. It was, oh. bloody, <laughs> was it? That was my debut against Brumbies. Brumbies, jeez, was that your debut? And we yeah. got what pumped by fifty. I wasn't playing that, but I remember watching it, thinking, "Jesus, is this is not a good start?" Oh, oh, mate, we were so we were so dusty in that game. Eh? Like, we were beaten in all facets. Eh? Like our scrum was in reverse. Yeah, um, we were just in all sorts. Eh? But um, now we sort of turned it around. We just got some momentum. And then, boy, but the belief was never the, not the arrow. Eh? Yeah. And then got that momentum and we just rode it, eh? And Mate. It was just one of the greats. You're on fire. And I, you, you mentioned expressing yourself, and you certainly did that. And one of those, that photo, the greatest photo I reckon taken on the rugby field, your goosey or sidestep or oh. not sure what it was, but talk me through that one because that is, that is one of the great steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, it's probably how not to step out like, like using any ground just to leave me in the air. It just sort of happened, eh? Like it was that was in the final, wasn't it? it what was it? It was in the it was in the Lions final. It was against oh, the Lions. Wow. Was, remember I got this ball on the side like don't know what I was up to at that age. I was just like <laughs> chuck me the ball, man. Like I'll just try guard. And I'm just for some reason I thought it was the right thing to do. Let's try to do a goosey step down the sideline. I remember I just stepped in. I've just been actually folded by two <laughs> dudes. I've never actually seen the clip of it or the video of it, but I've just seen that photo and oh, oh yeah. mate, what a what a shot! Uh, Mike, nah, yeah, Michael Fett, Michael Fetts, um, he, he was like, one of my real close mates there. Eh, cause yeah, sort of caught at the same time mm. um, to the Canes. Never lived in Wellington, and we sort of just lived lived with him, and he's what he sort of just like explored the city together, yeah. and sort of just got real close and. Mate, what a player he was that year yeah. too, and um, so we, he was just like, mate, I've never seen anyone step <laughs> step <laughs> to get folded. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that went down. <laughs> but like, were you nervous going into that final and things like that, or did you always feel pretty confident? Um, like, obviously, Colsey was captain. Um, you know, everyone. It was. I think he had a sore rib. Eh? Like he was yeah, trying his yeah. best to play. He played the final. Oh, did he play the final? He didn't play the semi. Oh, the semi when you started. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But he was just playing because he had a pure, like, passion. Yeah. Colsey's like. Yeah. So um, he probably had no right to play, but he just played. True. Um, Yeah, so, but he was obviously only in the last half a game. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, I I guess I was nervous, Jabba. Like, I was nervous. I remember the week before how VA, like, in the semi final, like yeah. man, like, I was I was still a part man, so I was so, <laughs> I was like, all right, just staring at the setting. I remember it's just like sweet starting Super Rugby semi final tomorrow. <laughs> 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 like, wow, this probably escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you at the time? Um, I think I would have been twenty. True, yeah, that like, was young, eh? Yeah, like it's young, but like, yeah, I've, I must have been, I must no, nah, I must have been turning twenty one because I remember. Um, James Broadhurst made me scull this um, <laughs> for not a yardie. He's filled this biggest basket he could find <laughs> at, on the, in the kitchen at the Canes base there. Yeah. Filled it with like, it's cracked open about seven sprites. 
He just <laughs> poured the bin. He's like, right, mate, to Yardy. Hit the hit skull with this massive thing. Soft Sprite, bro, like full fizz in front of everyone. <laughs> But I didn't want to be, didn't want to be yeah. like a soft dude, bro. We're like trying to, like, and then so I'm like, it's pretty shaking, but it's <laughs> got like some of the boys I looked up to when I was like younger, and yeah. all in the room, and I'm just like, it's just going <laughs> oh, I just remember like walking out of that room, like, like getting it through, and I was like, <laughs> one of the toughest things I have to do, probably. And then, um, anyway, I've got through that. And, um, so that's how I know my age, mate. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, so it all happened. And one of my biggest memories from that final was um, just the atmosphere, right? Like, yeah. It was something else, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it was cold in Wellington. Yeah. And then the famous jabber drop kicked me. <laughs> oh, I thought that one had been buried. I was, I was, I've been waiting for this moment to be brought up at some point in my life, but. I've really tried to park that one. Oh, it was a special way. Like, I just, it was probably one of the biggest brain explosions I've seen. <laughs> the worst thing was you've got the drop kick, bro. Who's kicked it? Someone, it was an elderly. It's gone straight to the winger, <laughs> like on the 22. You couldn't have hit that any worse, so. hoofed it down into the corner, and now we're under the pump. Kicked, it, was a, it was one of the best clearance kicks I've seen, too. And like, it's sort of those ones where it like, just dribbles to touch, like five out. <laughs> oh, mate, it was hard, man. And I remember checking my phone after winning like the Super Rugby <laughs> final and getting all these questions like, Drop goal match fixing or like all these match fixing <laughs> oh, accusations. Man. I was like, oh mate, that was that was a moment. You know, one of those ones. You know, you don't regret too many moments in your career. But that's <laughs> definitely one that I do regret. Oh, I was that happy with that age. Colsey was just constantly into me that <laughs> next few days, those Sundays, that Sunday and Monday, but. Mate, it was good times, eh? No, it was good times, eh? And it was just awesome to see how much it meant to the whole, the whole city, eh? Like, yeah. That parade is pretty special, and yeah, just all the past Hurricanes lads that have mm. obviously been close to winning it and that couldn't get it done. So, mm. just like from the um, even like Broadie and stuff, it was yeah. just cool to see how much it. Because as a young fellow, like you, obviously so stoked and so happy, but. Um, all those guys that have been there sla- like slaving away, trying so hard to win a championship and just kind of fell short. So mm. it was good to do it for them too. Eh? Yeah. And took me through the next couple of years I'd, I'd left after this. So mm. I met a few. I think you lost the semi, eh? One was against the Lions. That was a yeah. tough one. But what was the difference in those next couple of years? Or um, I guess we still had the we had the same like pretty much core group. Yeah. Like Victor Vito left. There was probably... A, Bit of a loss. Um, yourself left, mate. Like, huge loss. Huge loss. No drop either. Huge loss um, for the off field for the info committee, mate. It took a real backward step eh, when you would have one reached. Um, but no, it was that year was um, well. We had a good year. We had a real good year. Well, like, we sort of. I remember we were in the airport in Sydney, I think, and we didn't know whether we'd have a home semi. I remember we were watching a game in South Africa, I think it was if, if Sharks beat the Lions. Oh, yeah. Then we'd be at home in Wellington. Oh, true. And then it was like everything was going their way. Like Sharks were going to win this game. And then, like, you couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And then the ref made some real tough calls in the middle. And so Lions ended up winning. So we ended up flying all the way to 
over to South Africa, and we were like, the boys are on fire. <laughs> like 20, what, 20 something nil? Or yeah, it was, I remember being like, oh, here we go. This is the boys are home here. Yeah, the boys are home. Like, <laughs> no, we can never say that, but no, the boys are on fire. Yeah. Right? And then, don't know what lines at half time, but <laughs> <laughs> completely different team. Eh? I think we blew like, how many point lead was oh, that, bro? It was, it was decent, eh? Yeah. Was it? How much of an effect did the altitude have, you reckon? Because they always come home pretty hard. But. Yeah, it must have had an effect, though. Like, I remember just being out there. Um, you train so much for those, being at altitude. And mm. I remember we in those altitude chambers there at one stage, eh? and it was just, just for altitude training, yeah. just for training to play in South Africa. And what are those? Like, I never jumped in one of those. Oh, it's just like a, you go in there, they put like six watt bikes in there, and then you just play yourself before you go in, do the... Um, one of Davy Gray's specials or Dave <laughs> specials. <laughs> you look, yeah, about halfway through, you just like can't even breathe. Eh? True, just no oxygen in the room. Is that yeah, pretty, pretty much, much what it's yeah, pretty right. much, mate. So um, we just had those and stuff to train for it. But like you sort of just you get there and it's just different beast, dude. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was real tough. We were real, real disappointed to lose that game, eh? Because we felt like we put ourselves in a position to win it, obviously, and couldn't get it done. So. Yeah, hindsight. Mm, hindsight is a wonderful thing, is it? And it is around this time that you switched to Taranaki. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. I did two years at Hawke's Bay and yeah. then ended up back home. And was that purely just to get home, or was that quite a tough decision? You obviously yeah playing a fair bit of footy for Hawke's mm. Bay, but I think you're coming off a, a pretty tough year. Eh? Did you guys yeah. not win a game or <laughs> oh, came last or? Yeah, it was a rough one. It was a, it was a rough year. Eh? It was a r- rough year. We would have won maybe. Can't even remember if we won one game, won a couple, one or two games. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah. But it was it was purely to come home and just wanted to yeah be home, play for the Naki and because Hawks Bay was like they took me in really well. Mm. Loved that spot. Eh? Um, it was really hard to leave again, but I just wanted to go home and play for my province, my mm. hometown, and um, that was the sole driver of it and. Um, the timing was right, so yeah. And when you got home, what was it? What was it like? They welcomed you, oh, welcomed yeah. you back like a king. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I was just like real refreshing to be in that environment. Mm. Um, Angus Tarbell at the time was oh he, lad, he's a lad, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was so, oh man, he was so good for the environment and yeah. the Naki there. So no, it was happy days. We had a good year. I think we lost the semi. Um, but it was just cool to be home playing for your province, um, somewhere you grew, you know, spend most of your life, and just easier, mm. you know, get mum's cooking at home. So oh, how no good is that? Eh? <laughs> um, and did you get player of the year that year? Or was that the following year? You've got it a few times. I think they call it the Ricky Ricatelli Cup, don't they now? Oh, I can't actually remember, Jeb. I think I'm what? Three or four sure. times. <laughs> no, no, I know Tarvau's got his hands on that um, team man award. He's won that a fair few yeah, times. Yeah, so have you, mate. I've seen your name on the <laughs> Not at the Nicky. I don't think I ever won it in the oh, Nicky, but Kane's won. Like, Kane's is definitely the Jimmy Maher Mar- and Mar- BMA yeah. award. <laughs> <laughs> How does Devin always win those days? Just because he's so loud, eh? He is loud, that is for sure. But he is a good lad. He's such a good lad. And then we've we've sort of spoken about your move to the Blues. Oh, but in that time, I don't know when this was, but your All Black call up. So you get called into the All Blacks. Was this after your 2017 year at the Canes? We had another pretty good year. Yeah, 17 year, eh? Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was. 
yeah, that was my first call up, eh? It was, it was pretty special, eh, to, to be fair. Like, it was... So, what, you, were you 21 then? I would have been 22 then, I think. True. Still young as, eh? 17. I would have been 22. Yeah. Yeah. 22, I think, I'm assuming, maybe 23, I don't know. And then, anyway. So, yeah, just, I remember, got the call at home, and it was just real, it's a special time, eh? It was just like, um, sort of, didn't know if I was being prank called. Well, genuinely didn't know <laughs> Info <laughs> Yeah so like At the time I was like Oh how you going mate And then I was like This would be one of the great infos <laughs> like, the um, But nah It was Like I sort of got the Wind that after like you know, A few moments Out on the call That it wasn't a fake call and Yeah I was just like Pretty Like Pretty relieved Slash Just really grateful And um, I remember telling Mum, that I was, I was actually at home at, at Mum's house in the neck at the time, and I was, like, she's like, oh, who was that? I was, like, oh, it's All Blacks manager. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go into camp next week, and pretty like, I got, I got a bit emotional. Oh. Like, um, it was pretty emotional time because sort of just flashes back with you, eh? Like all the, you know, the work you've put in, the stuff that like a lot of people wouldn't see. Mm. Sort of just like hits you and. Sort of realise how special it is, um, and I got emotional because like she was like pretty excited, and mm. you know like she teared up a bit, and I was like, man, it's it means a lot, eh? So yeah. like um, that's how that happened, and sort of went from there. Jabba um, got called in. It was pretty intimidating at the time, eh? Yeah. It was pretty. I remember as soon as I got called in, like TJ and Artie and. All those boys were just they just messaged me straight away and just be like, mate, it's, it's so stoked for you, like just come in here and be you and um and that's it. Mm. And I was yeah, grateful for those words. Mate, and you went in <laughs> and what was it what was it like? Is it intimidating as you expected? Um yeah, to an extent, eh? Like it is it is what you make of it, eh? Mm. So it's obviously intimidating because first of all you're like you're the young dude in the team and um you've got all these dudes that like you've at, the, at this stage, mate, I'm still like, like I'm still looking at the players, Fanboying. playing players <laughs> next to me, and I'm just like, wow, oh, man, I'm <laughs> watched you at school, <laughs> like just grateful, yeah. and um, but yeah, it was like I found it pretty intimidating to be fair, like and just I wanted to do everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had my time again, like then I would, like back then I probably would have just been a bit more calm, relaxed, and just taking it in and just took the good with the bad, like just backed myself in terms of like in that environment. Mm-hmm. So but um no I was it was I loved the day. Loved it. Loved my time with A Bs in terms of never got to get on the field but mm-hmm. um, um every time I was in there it was um you know, everyone was welcoming and it's a, like everything's there for you to perform well. So mm-hmm. no, was What was the feedback that you got around like staying in there or getting an opportunity to Get out there on the field. Um, I remember the first time it was in the squad. It was like I was next next care with the ring. So like in terms of someone went down, so I was sort of injury cover, mm. injury cover. And then I just knew like I was was close to playing, but like never like expected to play because you know like I was just there to train hard and hopefully if I get a crack, I can play for my country, which mm. was always my goal and still is my goal to play for. Um, my country, New Zealand, and um, after my first stint with them, sort of didn't hear t- 
too much after I left and then the next year got called back in and I remember the yeah, in 2018 I remember there was I think it was Cody got sick eh oh right, yeah we were in Dunedin Cody got sick and if he didn't play then I would have been playing oh true <laughs> and I was just like oh shit and then at the same time um, Colty got sick so like they were both sick and then I was like wow so, so I, remember I was walking down the hall like in the team room and Sam Sam Wylock just comes up to me he's like mate if you are you ready to go like if you have to play 80 for for the All Blacks are you ready to go I was just like um yeah mate <laughs> <laughs> like as ready as I can be bro like I've, like I've obviously bleed for the jersey like yeah. training that hard to be here like I'm ready to go yeah like I've been I'll do everything I can to for this team. So, um, never actually got to get a crack though, which is yeah, a bit disappointing. But um, dream still alive, Jeva. <laughs> That's it. Well, you're still playing. We've already spoke about it. How quickly it all can change. Like, get a few opportunities, get in some form, and man, it can change quick. But obviously, they just named that All Black 15. Um, you would have been pretty disappointed not to be involved in that. Mm. Um, what do you make of that side? And what are your thoughts on the team? Yeah, like it was interesting. Lineup, wouldn't it? Um, but no, it was like I'm stoked for those boys, eh? Like, it's a good opportunity for a lot of them to go well. Um, c- certainly, some of those boys can um, deserve their spots, and they've been playing well for a long time. So, um, no, it's a good good crew, eh? It's a good idea, like that. Um, AB's 15, mm. like, you know, get those next cabs, like some good game time opportunity at a different level. So, mm. it's an awesome t- tour and an idea. So, yeah. A couple of Auckland hookers probably pretty disappointed as well as yourself. Mm, yeah, I know. I know there was some there's some interesting stuff going on, wasn't there? So, um, but like, yeah, it's just one of those things, Jab. Like, you can't control as a player, um, mm. or you, all you can control as a player is how you play. So, um, like, if you focus on the external, I just find whenever I focus on the external in the past, like, that's when you know you can. Get a bit toxic in your own in your own head, and like yeah. you can't you don't play your best footy. Mm. So for me personally, it's just every time I play, bro, I just want to you know display what I can display mm. and just play, um, you know, play for my mates and play for my team, and then you know the rest will take care of itself. Just play well and um, not really worry about too much else that goes on. It's obviously bit bit of disappointment mm. when you like you don't make the sides. Um, but I just find if you dwell on that too much, then like you start taking away from your own game. Like you start not looking at things how you can get better, or mm. I don't know. Like you can sort of look at all the bad things and then forget about the good. So mm. just really just focus, just focusing on what you can focus on. I reckon it's the biggest thing there. Eh? Yeah, and you've got you've obviously got the ability to play for a fair few other countries. Mm. Has that ever come into your mind? Like you mentioned that you're still. The dream's still alive to be an All Black, but when does it get to a point where you start thinking, "Shit, I could probably go to a World Cup with another yeah, country?" Here. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a like. Well, to an extent, like I've definitely thought about it. Um, like I can get a South African passport. Imagine you and Malcolm Marks together. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. what a combo! <laughs> oh man. Um, so like, it's def- definitely coming to my mind. Um, but like, it's sort of. I don't have the biggest. Like, I have a desire to play f- for a country, man. Mm. Like, I want to be at a World Cup. That's why you play play the sport. So um, if I can't do it here, then 
um, I don't see why I shouldn't explore other avenues. But um, like I've actually can, can get an American passport too. Eh? Sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah. I'm, Who else can you play for? Because. Oh, you got a bit of a mix. I eh? can't play for Italy. Uh, my great granddad's Italian. Oh yeah, so not my granddad. So I'm not too sure how that would work. But America and South Africa are two that I can play for. True. I'm not sure. So, and have you had any comms from either of those sides? Or nah, not really. Nah. To be fair, not really. To be fair, um, nah, I haven't. I haven't had much comms. So if Africa came knocking, yeah, saying want to take you to the World Cup, would you go? I'm in the hot seat, aren't I? <laughs> um, well, I would definitely consider it, Jack. Yeah. Like I'd like I'd be silly not to, wouldn't I? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll go on. <laughs> but um, nah, like I'm as I said, like I'm like in a way, like I just still feel like I can offer a lot to like this. What you know, like I still feel like I have unfinished stuff to go yeah. on in New Zealand. So I'm pretty keen just to get on the footy and just play well and just. Um. Yeah, exactly that. Nice and big year with the Blues ahead to sort of yeah. get you back in that that sort of frame, I guess. Because I mean, when you're not starting for the Blues, um, yeah. you know it's going to be pretty hard to be making the All Blacks. But I guess that's your next challenge, eh? Yeah, but there's as I said, mate. Like it's there's good players everywhere. Like Curdie's had an awesome year. So, yeah. Um. So like it's and it's got the young Swanee there too. So mm. like two good players. So you're just gonna have to play well and just focus on what you can control and hope for the best. Yeah. How long are you with the Blues? Like, what are your plans? Have you looked much uh, further ahead than a um, year? Yeah. So sort of just got um, next year. Oh, next year lined up at the moment, and sort of just talking to my agent a bit at the moment. So just sort of lining things up and seeing how they're gonna work. So. Nothing really set in stone at the moment, sort of just having a few ideas, thoughts on what I want to do with my footy and, um, yeah, it's still up in the air, but I'm probably going to be sticking around. Mm, you got your Warriors hat on. I thought that might have been a wee, you know, planting a wee seed here. <laughs> <laughs> the announcement video. Oh. <laughs> would you go to the Warriors? Oh, yeah, if I could play league, I would. But have you ever played it? Nah, nah, I've never played league. Like about um, fifteen carries and a half, mate. <laughs> That's the sort of stats that the Warriors want from their front rowers. Oh, mate. Um, nah, I'd love to play try play league, but mm. um, don't know if I'd be any good at it. But um, nah, I'm just a big, big fan of league rugby league. Eh? Yeah, um, especially the Warriors. Yeah. Up the, yeah, up the Warriors, mate. Man. Imagine you and Geordie going to the Warriors together. That would be something else, mate. Who knows what Geordie's going to do? A spare away. I reckon he's going to try and play golf for a living. <laughs> he's already playing pro ams, mate. He would go right, eh? Oh, mate, he's something else on the course at the moment. He's a freak. And how do you go on the course? You're pretty good too, aren't you? Yeah. Oh no, nah. <laughs> no. Nah, I'm a hacker, mate. I'm a hacker. No, nah, I go right. To be fair, like just. Just bat, the biggest golf battle you can get, pretty much. What do you play off? Playing off a eight, eight, I think at the moment. That is not a golf battle. Nah, but it's, I've had a, I had a long break. My handicap hasn't readjusted, but oh, um, yeah. nah, I'm putting in the hard yards at the moment. Got a bit of a break um, from footy, so try and bring that handicap down a little bit. So, hey, where are you going? Like, you've got a few trips lined up. You and you and the Barretts are always off some some exotic country playing golf. Um, yeah, we've got a. 
wee golf trip lined up. <laughs> Where are you going? I go to Sydney. Oh, yeah. Um, go to Sydney. Sure. Good, uh, about eight of us going. So. Oh, that's saying. So, um, no, looking forward to it, eh? Just good, good excitement levels um, just to get out. And just golf is a good game, bro, mm. just to get away from, you know, mentally switch off from, you know, your trainings and good time to chew some fat with the lads. Mm. Yeah. How good. And life after footy, any plans? You sort of spoke about just... Travelling with the misses and <laughs> oh, mate. But what a take that back. <laughs> um, to be fair, like I've been trying to do a bit of planning. Yeah. But, um like I wanna really finish my on on the pipeline just get my degree done. Oh yeah. Um it's gonna take I've only got a couple more papers, but they're gonna be like long longevity sort of field trip papers and so it's like I'll try and tick those off to start off with and then after that, I sort of not too sure whether I I probably won't actually use that degree, but I sort of just want to have it there. Mm. Um, I think it's something that's good to have, and then I want to own my own business and oh, something. So there he goes. Not too sure, Jab. Not too sure yet, mate. Not too sure. Um, sort of looking into property a bit at the moment. Yeah. Um, just trying to do as much investing as I can at the moment, sort of thing. But um, sort of something along those lines, or. Something along helping out the community, um, sort of just being able to share my knowledge or mm. whatever I have to offer, which isn't much, but uh, no much. Um, so just something along those lines, mate. Trying to give back to, you know, some of the people that have been there from, you know, day dot and stuff. So yeah, yeah. oh mate, you're gonna kill it, whatever you choose, no doubt. But as always, we've gone to our Instagram for some questions, and Ricky Ricky Tally has a lot of friends who follow What a Lad. That's for sure because we've got. Plenty of questions come in. But first question. This one came in a few times from your Naki lads. Where's the red Yui boom? <laughs> oh, well. Um, well, I don't know how much there is to the yarn, to be fair. But, um, no, nah, it was last year, Naki golden run, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we addressing that season or um, – yeah, so, let's address that season. Like you guys went what undefeated and Oh, I think it was just due, eh? Like we were that due to go well. Yeah. Like, um we had a few tough years, eh? Like good players and still couldn't get it done. Yeah. Um then you bring the comp all together and one and then <laughs> <laughs> don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, well we'll not talk about that one. Uh, was, um No, nah, we just had a good run, eh, Jeb? Like yeah. it was just it's just like we had made a f- quite a few changes um, and we introduced a game plan that like I, I've never really seen to be mm. fair. Like we were, we would run it from everywhere. Like we were, you know, we were planning strikes off kickoffs and mm. um, we had some backs who were just like, our whole plan was to get the ball to the best players, which yeah. is like, you know, your fastest players and we got like your Pittagusses and yeah. Um, your Stevies and Kanina Holo and yourself, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <right. laughs> um, and then anyway, so like it just worked out, eh? Like we just got the momentum, the ball rolling, and sort of never looked back. Like just if and doubt, we just passed it to like Kenny that year. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would have won the comp if it was one comp that year? I reckon we would have been very tough to beat. Yeah, yeah I reckon we would have been very tough to beat. Mm. Um, man, like if you. Genuinely, look at some of the score, tries that were scored against any team. Like, mm. like um, they're pretty good. But. Did you play Waikato in the season or no? Nah? 
Yeah. Oh, and you beat them? Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. beat them in pre-season two. Oh, two now. Oh, <laughs> wow. Jack's pre-season me. <laughs> nah. nah, but, um, you know, we did play them. Yeah. And, um, we did, did get the wood over them that game, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what would happen, but um, I would have been pretty confident that the boys would have gone pretty well. There, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Anyway, where's the red Yui boom? Uh, <laughs> um, well, it was sort of like a weird one because I had this red Yui boom that I yeah. sort of just like, you know, for the lads, like yeah. a few tunes. Music committee. Music committee a bit. And um, sort of like, there isn't too much of the story to be fair, but like it was sort of like, thought someone had stolen it the whole year. Mm. And I was like, hold on, like, surely we don't have a thief in the team. Like, we're going that well. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely our culture's that good at the moment. If it gets stolen this year, it's, it's going to This is the year it's not going to get stolen. And then, um, so I've had it, had it in, like, the bus driver, obviously, um, and it sort of just, like, turned into, like, a bit of a cult hero of the team. So, like, boys just put, you know, Snapchat groups, like, they'd zoom in on the, like, they zoom in on the Mount Taranaki and then, they put like a little Yui Boom emoji on the top of it, and like someone will be like drinking the unit or something, and they just have like a put the Yui Boom in the hand, or like it was just like sort of a bit of the laughing stock of the team. So, where was it? So, like the whole year, thought it'd gone, like thought someone had stolen it. Then I was just like, hold on, I might just try one more thing, just ring the bus driver up. And this bus driver just had it the whole year, man. Like, <laughs> this bus driver's had it the whole time. I was like, did you think just tell what, tell, tell, hey, mate, like your speakers here? So, like, um, it was just like the laughing stock for the year, mate. And yeah. Boys, you know, took the gag out of it. So. Oh, it's good stuff. Love stuff like that. Okay, next one. How do you have the biggest chest in the necky? <laughs> oh, um, I reckon it's. I don't know what it is now because it's not the biggest chest, obviously. But, um, it's right up there, though, eh? It's like oh, a big chest. Nah, I don't know. Just, just it's just from training hard when I was younger. Like, Did you have a big chest when you were young, or no? Um, I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I was, I lost a lot of weight in my last year of school. Eh? I was just too tired of getting called fat. And oh just, yeah. So were you quite fat growing, oh, going yeah. through the grades? <laughs> yeah. Were you? Yeah, I was big boned. Oh um, yeah. Did you have big titties? Um, I can't remember, man. Like, I don't reckon. I would have had like just standard, standard, like, you know, yeah, standard tits for a lad. Is that a thing? said standard male tits, mate. <laughs> I think they call like pics, eh? You can't, not pics when you're a boy, eh? <laughs> I don't think they're pics if you're fat. <laughs> The pecs, the muscle, they're definitely pecs now, like, jeez. Um, um, oh, just from training, bro, like, yeah. like, you know, like just, oh, we had a son with, like, Ruben O'Neill, eh, and Oh, yeah. As well. He had big pecs, too, actually. Yeah, and, man, we trained hard. Dude. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> we trained hard, eh, like, this whole summer we dedicated to, like, we were doing, like, gym in the morning, running, maybe a speed as well, yeah. and then maybe, like, oh, and then, at that time, I'd be like, I could go to the gym again. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just like, it was weird as how it happened, day. Eh? And then sort of one of us had to go. Like, we trained too much. And, like, Rubes ended up doing his Achilles and stuff the next <laughs> year. <laughs> it was just like, he's like, yeah, well, one of us was going to break down. <laughs> like, it just happened to be you, mate. Like, like, no, but the poor man's had some tough times and injuries. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I guess that's just how it happened. Just training. That's just training that's back secret. in the day. Get the foundations, mate. That's it. Okay. 
How did you come back from the news? Monkey bar was closed in Dunedin. You were a menace in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. But have you, oh, mate, the bars in Dunedin in my first year were special. Were they? Like, monkey was, bar. Monkey bar was something else. It was like this, the weirdest setup, man. It was like an old, I think it was an old, it might have been an old church. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, but it wasn't a church at the time, obviously. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm religious. So, like, um, and then, so anyway, so you go into this sort of setup and you walk in, and there's like this big ass, like, mosh pit area, like slimy, just sweaty setup. Yeah. And then there's like these, this stairwell, this thing is a stairwell. And then it's like a big, like, veranda at the top. So you're just looking down at all these, this mosh pit. But this mosh pit's <laughs> like, the ground, it's ground level, and then it takes like a few stairs down. And oh, it's yeah. like, and uh, sort of like, Undulated into the ground. Oh wow! It's like a real weird setup, but like it was. Um, no, nah, it was some special times down there. There was that bar, and there was um, the starters bar. It always went well. Mate, you um, would have been right in the back. Oh mate, it was just first years things, eh? Like fresh <laughs> years, mate. Like times of your life, eh? But no, I was just well away. I was well, obviously doing the right thing on the side, eh? Yeah, no doubt. Okay, what supplements do you take? This could be probably a big plug for you here. You've probably got deals, sponsor, <laughs> supplement deals everywhere. Oh, um, no, nah, I just take um, protein. Um, shout out to Masahi. <laughs> 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 nah, jokes, man. Nah, um, I just take protein and um, creatine at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, take magnesiums too now. Um, found it helps my sleep a lot in recovery. Um, and basically just like some BCAAs and stuff like that but I try to have a bit of a break from them on the off season to be mm. fair like just um, don't try and smash them too much but yeah protein's like a massive thing in the diet and creatine in season's massive mm. too nice shout out to Masashi <laughs> <laughs> okay how did he get the nick- nickname Let's um, it's been abbreviated yeah, got the nickname Let's through. I remember um, at the Canes. Remember when Bodie was like sort of rocking like this little like cowlick. Oh front. yeah, like, he's yeah. little cowlick, and I was like, "Mate, your hair looks like lettuce." And then I was like, started calling him lettuce. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, lettuce, oh lettuce," and he just like. And then he started calling me lettuce. I was like, hold on, I've just called you lettuce, man. The reversal. Right. Oh. And he was such golden balls, man. Like, And because he's like, he was like a big dog in the team and that, he started calling me lettuce. And then everyone started calling me lettuce. And I was like, you're kidding me. It's bullshit. And then, so it's just stuck, Jab, eh? Like, I was just being called lettuce and then let's, short yeah. for lettuce. Um, in the necky, they call me salad because lettuce and the salad, bro. It's just absolute diabolics, man. <laughs> like it's just the shambles, bro. That's one of the greatest reversals on a nickname oh, ever. Mate, like it's just couldn't. It's like, of course, it happens, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's what um, James Broadhurst did for me as well, actually, with Jabber. Like that oh, was yeah. that was what I called him, and then he did the reversal to me. How so. did that come up? I just thought he looked like um, Jared Eberhart, who was a Tasman Marco legend, and he didn't like the nickname, so he reversed, reversed it on me <laughs> and pretty much the same as that. Like, you guys still call me Jabber, so, yeah. mate, he got me as well. Okay, next one. Oh, this is a tough one. Who is the best Barrett? <laughs> this is this is tough. Um, it's really tough because they're all good mates, my man. Yeah. Like, I even um, Blake Barrett at school, like, I'd spent, I spent a summer with him um, – 
doing log work on um, Kane Barrett's farm aid. Like, oh, yeah. We're just, like, he's an absolute character, eh? So, um, I'm not going to single one out. Yeah. Um, but they're always good lads, Jeb. Like, That's it. Um, all have their differences. Like, Scott, Scott, I did a little bit of surfing with Scott at school, and, um, yeah, obviously I spent a lot, most of my time, or a lot of my time with um, Geordie and Bodie, so... Yeah, mate, you're like the other Barrett brother. You literally, you're oh, literally, mate. they're just good, good, like you know, growing up mates, bro. Mm. Like they're just the schoolmates, and yeah, how oh, good, love that. Okay, next question: uh, most silly night on the bears or best piss up story? These are a few regular questions that come in. Um, there's been a few good um, do's, mate. Um, no stranger to a good do, <laughs> <laughs> like yourself back in the heyday. <laughs> um, probably. Like, I've had some genuinely good ones, eh? Um, it all starts... This We had a couple of good bonfires at the Canes, eh? Yeah, I remember those. Mm, I remember this one bonfire. Um, anyway, well, I don't know if we're meant to have it in the end, um, due to, like, <laughs> council regions and the, reasons. And the, <laughs> we still had this bonfire. And um, the CEO of the Canes at the time, like, comes up. He's like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. So we're all just, like, on a good, very good level. And this bonfire just... You know, in Wellington, <laughs> and then like <laughs> at this stage, bro. Like, I don't know how Finlay Christie's done this, but like, <laughs> he's climbed this tree that was like so high. It's this big pine, and he's at the peak of it. Like, this tree's like swinging, <laughs> and he's got he's somehow took a couple units up with him, and he's just up there just sinking units, bro. Like in this. Uh, this, this tree. And I, to this day, don't know how he's got up there. Eh? He's an incredible tree climber. Eh? It's oh, his mate. gymnast background, or yeah. us. He's got a gift. He's semi Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, he's freakish. Two more. Um, favorite golf course. Oh, that's tough. The best golf course I've played. Oh man, I can't go past Kinloch. Eh? Oh that yeah. Course. Played some real nice ones in South Africa. Yeah. Um, a couple of good ones in the peninsula in Melbourne, which is really nice sand base though, so that doesn't take the cake. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Kinloch, eh? Um Kinloch. It's a good course, but man, we've played some. Did you get on those, you were playing golf in those golf trips in South Africa? No, I often took the other option. Oh, golf yeah. started to really wreck my hips. So. Yeah, yeah, you always had those dodgy hips, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> it's been a long time, those hips. Um, yeah, we played some like Perlers um, in South Africa too. All the, even like Royal Joburg and them were all really nice courses yeah. and stuff like that. So, but um, I don't have to sit, can lock. Can lock, lock it in, nice. Okay, last question. Best piece of advice you have for a Waterlad listener? This will be good. Righto. Um, best bit of advice is just, uh, um, I think, it, whatever you do, just enjoy it. Mm. Like Enjoy what you do because if you're doing that, you're going to be happy, and when you're happy, you can do it to the best of your ability. And if you're not enjoying it, find ways that you can and or find something that you're going to enjoy doing because you only live once, mate. So um, it's a good opportunity for you to live your best life and, um, enjoy everything you do and yeah like the world's your oyster oh my gosh that was yeah, so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely cracked it mate oh. oh I wasn't sure what sort of advice you were going to give but mate oh, you mate, nailed fair, that <laughs> <laughs> just rolled off oh, the table oh, to be fair mate. 
<laughs> sweaty palms and stuff. <laughs> you sort of zoned out for a minute, just went into full advice mode. Yeah. Like, I love that from you. But oh, what a way to finish what is one of the great podcasts. I knew it was going to be good. Glad I could squeeze you in. Um, the last ever episode in the Woodlad studio. So, mate, really appreciate you giving up your time here in sunny Tasman to um, come in here and jump on and share your story, mate. You're an absolute lad. Shot, bro. Pleasure to be on here. Cheers for having me, man. Mate, you're a legend.